So where do you get your financial advice? Did you see somebody on that thumbnail that says, yeah, that's who I'd take advice from? Do you, do you really take advice from uh, people on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok? Do you really? Or do you take advice from a professional? Or if you had access to one of the best traders in the world, why wouldn't you take his advice? Why wouldn't you follow his or her lead? There's a number of them. There's some of them I've shown you on, on the thumbnail for this video. I've got to thinking, Warren Buffett will tell me anything and everything about his investing. Uh, he has both an A share and a B share, and he publishes his portfolio on a regular basis. So why don't I go look at it, and why don't I look at his past history and see if maybe I can get Warren's financial advice? And I'll share it with you right after I tell you, this isn't financial advice. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Well, if you're going to interview a financial advisor, I think the logical question would be, how have you performed in the past relative to a standard? And I think our standard should be the S&P 500. So let's look at Berkshire Hathaway's performance going back all the way till 1998 through 2023 and see how they perform. And I think you can see here on this chart, the first thing that stuck out at me, the S&P 500 is up 382% and Berkshire Hathaway is up 1,047% or about a threefold uh, better performance. That's pretty impressive. As I looked a little deeper, I see that um, it actually outperformed from 88 to 2000, but underperformed uh, from the S&P 500 when you compare it from 2000 to 2001. That would have been the dot-com bubble. I would have thought just the opposite. I would have thought Warren wasn't exposed to the dot-coms, so he probably would have done better. But that wasn't the case. And then after he came out of that underperformance, he shined. From 2001 to 2022, he just outperformed the S&P hands down. And and it, yeah, he, he went down with the pandemic. He went down with the subprime crisis. He's down right now. But you can't get past uh, in, in the period we're looking at, uh, which would be 80, 98 through uh, 2023, he's, he's up 1,000, um, 1,050%. Uh, so, that, so that said, okay, Warren's good at what he does, okay, or at least he has been in the past. So let's look at his portfolio. Let's see what he has in his portfolio. And then I want to compare it to my portfolio, as I would encourage you to. And let's learn from that. This out of his uh, annual report and put it on where I always put things on my Excel spreadsheet. And, and it's, it's, it's what leaps out at me is his number one holding is Apple and it represents 38.9% of his portfolio, followed by Bank of America, Chevron, Coca-Cola, American Express, Heinz Ketchup, 
Occidental Petroleum, Moody's, and Activision. What I've done there is I've color-coded the holdings that I have in common with Warren, and I'm proud to say I do have Apple. Uh, I don't have Bank of America, and you'll notice I've put a, a number of stocks in green. I'm not going to be buying banks anytime soon uh, because they, we need to figure something out, and uh, particularly Citigroup, I don't like the things that I have found on Citigroup, but then I understand that Warren might know something I don't know. Uh, as I say, I don't have Chevron, but I do have um, Exxon. I used to work for American Express. I held American Express as we came out of the pandemic. I do own Occidental Petroleum, and I do own uh, Activision Blizzard. I was surprised to not see Microsoft here because uh, Warren is a big fan of Bill Gates and a friend of Bill Gates. I see General Motors. I would not want to be in Gen General Motors. Another bank. I am in Amazon. And you can see some of the other names. Kroger, uh, Liberty Me Media, Paramount. That's interesting. Uh, MasterCard. And then we come down. Uh, this is one I don't own. I own NVIDIA as opposed to Taiwan Semiconductor. But I think I'm going to probably, as a result of reviewing this, I'm going to follow Warren's lead. Uh, it's not going to be a major part. And again, this is this is the percentage of his portfolio that these stocks uh, make up. So they're, they're quite small, relatively speaking. And then you have another bank and then another financial institution. I've also noticed he's not much into pharmaceuticals. I see Johnson & Johnson here. Um, so I, I, I encourage you to, to go to Google and um, just Google um, Berkshire Hathaway A-Shares uh, holdings, and, and you'll find this, and it'll give you some, some insight. Because again, let, let's think about this. Um, if, if you had the opportunity to find out what, what uh, Warren's um, portfolio held, or Meet Kevin's, or, or Graham Stephan's, or Jeremy's, or, or even, even Kathy Wood's, or Deepak, any of those. Why wouldn't you go here? Why? That's why I own Occidental Petroleum, because I I read that that uh, Warren was upping his ante and was taking it up to twenty percent. And more recently, I have read that he is he is uh, trying to get it up to where he owns fifty percent of the stock. And Warren is noted for finding undervalued assets. Now, I was watching Squawk Buck this morning, and they had a gentleman on, and he was talking about Apple. And he was saying, I'm afraid Apple's a little over overvalued. He was going into the fact that uh, Tim Cook is in China right now, and he's glad-handing and doing a lot of business. But we also know he's moving his plants out of China, um, and I think that's a good, uh, a good indication. Notice, again, who isn't here. We don't see Tesla. Uh, we see no Bitcoin. Uh, uh, I, I don't think you'd find Warren in there, but then we don't see any Google and, and NVIDIA or Facebook. So 
I would say looking at this, Warren is a bit more conservative than me. Uh, he doesn't have what I would call any speculative or moonshots in here. He, as I say, is not in pharmaceuticals. He's not into any form of genome sequencing, genome editing. He has no electric vehicles in here. Um, and so, or even um, uh, other, other energy companies. He's, he's a very a very conservative investor, but look at how he outperformed the S&P 500. So let's go back to the thumbnail. Who are you getting your your financial advice from? Are you hiring a professional or are you relying on a talking head on YouTube? I hope that is not the, 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 the advice that you're seeking. And I hope you're not taking my advice. I'm taking care of my portfolio based on my needs and my desires uh, in the future. I, I don't need what I've got. I don't have to have it. But I, I just I just can't get past if you have access to Warren Buffett's portfolio and he outperformed the S&P 500 this past 23 years by threefold why wouldn't you why wouldn't you why wouldn't you just go duplicate it and say okay I'm going to do a Google alerts that alerts me anytime Warren buys or sells anything. He has to file his filings with the NASDA. And so you don't need anything else if, in fact, your desires and your investment um, portfolio matches his desires for uh, an investment portfolio. I, I don't know. I think it's, it's, I think it's funny that you would depend on a young man who didn't graduate from college, who went into real estate and um, made some good decisions in real estate and possibly bought some, some Tesla, and he's your financial advisor. I don't know. <laughs> that, that doesn't sound like a good plan to me. Now, am I saying go away from, from YouTube? No. Uh, YouTube is a tremendous entertainment source, and it's also a, a place to get ideas. But if you truly want to be an outstanding investor, you have to be able to find undervalued assets, assets that the market has not woken up to. And I think there's some probably in there uh, in Warren's portfolio, uh, some some things to pick up. Now, one other thing I just thought of, I always thought that Warren was very heavy into the railroads and insurance companies. Now, that may be in his Berkshire B portfolio. I'm going to go and look at that, uh, and I'll let you know what I find. But again, a tremendous resource. Take advantage of it. And um, again, I am very confident that our world is going to become a better place as a result of artificial intelligence, uh, genome sequencing, genome editing, um, electric vehicles, solar energy. We just got to get through the, the, the pitfalls that our, our government and our banking system set up for us on a regular basis. I mean, if you dig into it, the dot-com bubble was other overvaluations. The subprime crisis was the bank. The, I, I believe it was, it, was it in um, 80, 78, it was the banks. Uh, they do this same routine over and over. Um, 
And I guess it's just, I don't know if it's stupidity or it's just what they feel they need to do. All right, I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thank you.